0: Hello, and thanks for joining us again on Sex and Life. Uh, With me, as always, is Joe, the producer. Hey, how you doing, Eli? Doing great. How about yourself?
1: No complaints. Excellent. It's our new policy.
0: (laughs) Um, With us today is Fatima. Hello, Fatima. Hello. Now, Fatima, what is your job title?
2: So my job title is uh, Event Coordinator and Marketing Supervisor at Oasis Aqua Lounge.
0: Excellent. Um Now, I know what Oasis Aqua Lounge is, but why don't you explain as best you can?
1: For those what... of us who have only heard it in Legends, <laughs> yeah. what is this Aqua Lounge?
0: Um,
2: yeah, I'd love to talk about it. Um I love my job. It's a fantastic place to work for, and the people that I work for are amazing. Um, so, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club in downtown Toronto. We're located right at Carlton and Mutual. So, when I say water-themed sex club, I'm sort of talking about the fact that we have a lot of um, spa facilities. We have an outdoor heated
0: Just for those who don't know, uh, Mutual is one block west of Jarvis. Sorry. No, that's
2: okay. That's okay. Um, So right in the downtown core. Um, So we have an outdoor heated pool that's heated all year round. So you can literally swim in the pool um, in the middle of winter, underneath the snow and the stars. It's actually quite lovely. Um, We have a sauna. We have a hot tub. (laughs) tub. (laughs) And we have um, two licensed bars. We have... Various plush playrooms, and we also hold events um, at Oasis. We have all different kinds of entertainment. We have workshops. So one of the things that I do for the club is that I uh, I help coordinate these events, and I have um, a team that I work with. So,
0: excellent. Now it's it's funny that Oasis Aqua Lounge takes place in that building, because uh, as we discussed on the ride over, um, it used to be a gay bathhouse, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I had gone once or twice in my youth. Okay, six times. All right, no more than 20. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's kind of funny that it, it seems to have always had a sexual history. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering if it was something sexual like a brothel before it was Club Toronto.
2: That's interesting. I actually don't know the history of that building bef- before it was Club Toronto. I had actually been to Club Toronto myself. I used to go to the Pussy Palace uh parties which are now called pleasure palace so my first time at that building was probably about 2000 and i want to say 2005 it might have been a little bit sooner or after but i remember what the venue looked like and um it's so much different now they they really gutted it and renovated it and it's it's much different than than how it was when it was club toronto
0: yeah lack of little rooms Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember the setup a little bit, but it really was a lot of drugs ago,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which, which is an actual measurement of time, I believe, or so I'm, I've convinced myself.
1: Quick question that I've been wondering about bathhouses. I have no illusions as to what it is, but were they constructed for a different purpose and they just ended up being a mecca for gay sex or when you build a so. bathhouse, mm-hmm. that's exactly what you're doing.
0: Because, I mean, there's, there's yeah. bathhouses throughout history. Right. You know, there's still Turkish bathhouses and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I imagine it started as, as something just completely non-sexual and mm-hmm. because of the brilliance of gay men, they've made it sexual. Mm-hmm.
2: I I I'm going to maybe disagree a little bit on that. Um I mean, I can't I don't have any sp- like solid information to go on, but I feel that there was sex happening in bathhouses long before they came to North America.
0: Nobody ever admits it, though.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> we're breaking it down on that's the show.
1: True, there's sculptures. <laughs> What's that there's sculptures of it? Yeah. Oh yeah, well, it's sculptures. Yeah, I, sure. I
2: feel like there's bathhouses have always had at least a twinge of sexual history throughout time. I don't think that's anything that that has developed, you know, in the 20th century. I think that was always something that because you know you're, you're naked, hot water. Bodies. I mean, how can you avoid it? Proxim- <laughs> really? Proximity. Did you bet
0: Medler got her start in bathhouses? Pardon me? Bet Medler?
2: No way. Got her start
0: singing in bathhouses. No. That's where she got rec- uh, noticed.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. I did not know that.
0: I am full of useless information.
2: Uh, I love it.
0: So, I was looking at some of the, the events that you host, mm-hmm. and I, I'd like to, you know, get a, an explanation of what some of them are, like... Uh, Sapphire Aquatic.
2: Oh, Sapphic Aquatica. Um, do you want me to tell you a little bit about that? Please do. Okay, so that is my baby, actually. That's how I started with the club. So Sapphic Aquatica is a, a monthly event for uh, women and trans-identified people. Um, so uh, I'm gay, and that event is something that I wanted to sort of take hold of and develop at the club. Um, Oasis used to have a weekly event called um, Wet Wednesdays. That was lesbian-focused. That was before my time. And then when I joined the club, that wet Wednesdays had moved to a Tuesday, and it was called Sapphic Aquatica. But it was just sort of lingering. It wasn't really being developed. So mm-hmm. I took on the, the position to grow it, nurture it, host it, organize it, get it out to the community. Um, so Sapphic Aquatica uh, does not allow cisgendered men. Um, and if you want to know the reason... Um,
0: For those who don't know what cisgendered men means... Uh cis is born into that gender, so a cis female or cis male
1: were born that way. Mm-hmm. What's I'm sorry? What's that word you're using? I'm cis, C-I-S, C-I-S. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's somebody whose biological sex matches their gender. So I guess to simplify it, um, if you were born, say, a biological male, um, and you identify with the elements of masculinity, that would make you cisgendered. For the, in simple terms. Um, so, and the reason that Suffolk Aquatica is exclusive to women and trans people is that, um, I think it's important for, uh, women, um, to have a space where they can be naked, they can be sexual, free of judgment, and just have a space that's sort of their own. Because I feel like, you know, as a gay woman, we don't really have any of those spaces in Toronto. The closest would be, something like body blitz, which is a clothing optional, like water spa, but you can't have sex there. Um, it's quite expensive, hmm. um, compared to Safak Aquatica. And I mean, I wouldn't necessarily that say that body blitz, really has a queer focus and Sapphic Aquatica does. Yeah. So it's sort of like the, the, the woman's bathhouse, you know, in a formerly known gay men's bathhouse. So
0: what's the turnout like for Safak Aquatica?
2: Um, I mean, it's something that's been growing. Um, some months are great. During Pride, it's great. It's very busy. Um, we're actually having a fantastic World Pride event um, that's actually been applied to be or uh, approved to be an affiliate event of World Pride. So we're nice. gonna have a fundraiser. We're gonna have entertainment. Sometimes it's mellow. I mean, some women, and I, when I say women, I'm gonna I'm gonna also include trans people. I just, in the interest of cutting the sentences short. Um, just go there to be with our partners, so not everybody wants to go to South Aquatica and have it be a a bangin party um so some months are a little bit less festive than other months. It just sort of depends um I sort of tailor it to I feel like what what's sort of going on in the month so for example um, I might go a little bit I might go a little bit higher on the entertainment for something like June because it's pride. I might make it a little bit more mellow. In August, yeah. you know, when people are sort of winding down from the summer. Um, so, I mean, it sort of varies, you know, it varies. Um, but anybody that goes to Sapphire Aquatica always has a fantastic time. And, um, it's a very comfortable space. People can just really be themselves. Um, I have a couple of, um, post op, uh, trans women friends and one woman in particular, um, she like, be- like got naked for the first time in public after her, surgery Mm -hmm. at sapphic aquatica and that makes me feel really good because it makes me feel like you know she was comfortable enough in that space to be naked in public and i mean that's hard enough for somebody who's cisgendered sometimes you know so when things like that happen it makes me feel really like happy and proud that that space is available yeah that event is available that's
0: and that's one thing i've noticed from going there more often than not it it's it's a social place Mm -hmm. um whereas some of the other uh, sex clubs from what I've heard of are just pure about fucking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know. But this is, it's, you get to meet some really cool people, and it's in a safe environment,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: which I think is, is excellent, you know. One of my partners wanted to do gangbang, mm-hmm. and you guys actually have that on the DTF. DTF,
2: nights, yeah. Right, down to fuck. <laughs> down That's to the, fuck.
0: And uh, the security guy, I can't remember his name, big burly guy, Long beard, like, from yeah, the anvil and I hurt. Walking around, making eye contact with me. And uh, he was, he'd walk by like pretty much every six minutes. You could almost time it. Wow. Well. And so it was very, very safe, mm. you know, because if, if we didn't like something, we knew he was there and, and, and he'd take care of it. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's, it's an awesome space to explore, uh, one's sexuality.
2: Mm-hmm. You like? Yep.
0: You do something else, uh, that one of our first guests, Venus, uh, took part in, mm. which is called sex school.
2: Yeah. Sex school with Miss F.
0: I didn't meet Miss F.
2: I'm Miss F. Oh! Yes. Well, hey. <laughs> That's my alias. <laughs> Miss, Miss Fatima, okay. Uh,
0: now Venus did something about, uh, uh, prostate massage mm-hmm. and men's health, uh, regarding the prostate. What other kinds of of things can we learn at sex school?
2: Well, sex school is the first Friday of every month, and it's in the evening, so around 9 o'clock. It's about an hour and a half, and so what it is is um, I I basically think of a topic that I think would be of interest to that demographic, so women and couples, Um, and, I mean, you could learn anything from the art of the female orgasm, to how to make your own sex toys, to how to make your own porn. It sort of started as sort of a how-to, right? And then as I've developed it, I like to connect with different presenters and instructors. And so, you know, I brought in a Tantra instructor um, one month that went over so amazing. Like, she was fantastic. And so she talked about the art of Tantra, connecting with couples, intimacy, Um For June, I have a boudoir photography workshop. Um, So it's going to feature one of the photographers uh, at Oasis. Her name's Bree. And she's going to be just discussing, um, I don't know, how to connect uh, with your partner in front of the camera, props you can use, um, little touches to make your boudoir photography very, you know, alluring. It's different than erotic photography, which is, uh, it's just a completely different look. Yeah. Um, So couples that are interested in maybe like, you know, exploring that can learn. And also, it's it's an icebreaker for people that are new to the club. I find, I've met quite a few couples that are new to Oasis on Friday night who attend sex school, and I think it's to break the ice, because it gives you something to go and to look at and to mm-hmm. watch, you know, and it maybe kind of just makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, you know? for Walking those into-
0: who are, are maybe shy or more, yeah. sh- more shy than most. Yeah, I've, can be I've never had an issue getting naked. In fact, uh, my first time. You're naked going- right now. <laughs> I could be. Uh, my first time going to Oasis, as soon as we got in the door, I started taking off clothes and just yep. leaving a trail. <laughs> it's, uh... We
2: do give you a locker, Eli. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Thank> you.
0: <laughs> now, I, I would imagine being an attractive female. Oh, thank you. That you must get hit on a lot at the club.
2: Well, Um, I would say surprisingly, no. And that's probably for a couple of reasons. Um, Not that I'm not open to speaking to people and being, you know, a gracious host and friendly because that's just who I am as a person. I mean, I love the club. I'm very comfortable there. Um, It's a really liberated place to be. Um, But I don't don't think I really give off the vibe that I want to hook up with people there. Yeah. So, I mean, right away, my signals aren't sort of come hither. Yeah. Second of all, I'm gay. And people that know me at the club know that, yeah, and in fact, I was actually in a pretty serious relationship like over the the past year that ended like in January, and so her and I were always together, so like men wouldn't approach me because they just knew that I was in a relationship, and also um I mean I do a lot of I do a lot of work from home, and so when I'm at the club, it's usually. Um, to host an event um, or to sort of be organizing behind the scenes. So I'm not necessarily always socializing, which is unfortunate because I wish I, I had the time. So I'm sort of, I'm maybe in and out, here and there and I move fast so (laughs) So I'm not like I I am like all over the place
0: (laughs) so Oasis would be some place that you'd visit even if you didn't work there
2: oh yeah absolutely Um, actually I have to say one of my favorite times to socialize at the club is Wednesdays which is our uh, weekly Hot Springs Um, and I really like the vibe there because it's very social it's actually like a big pool party Mm -hmm. and Oasis uh, sorry Hot Springs is open to uh, single men couples women so there's a great variety of people that go and it has a, just a really fun vibe to it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very social. I really like hanging out on Wednesdays. And
0: and there's a hot tub.
2: <laughs>
0: I love the hot
2: mm-hmm. tub. The hot tub is
0: wonderful. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, it's sort of at this point now where, you know, I do a lot of work for the club and I try to socialize when I when I can. Um, yeah.
0: Do you find that it? Uh, working at Oasis has impacted your, your social life or your personal life at all? Um, because you're there a lot at night.
2: Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have... Well, from a work perspective, I, I have a pretty pretty busy schedule. So a lot of the socializing that I, I do is, is at the club and with people that I'm affiliated with the club. I've made some really great friendships. So my world has definitely become very Oasis-focused yeah. simply because of my work. But also, I mean, as far as impacting mm-hmm. my social life, I mean, I... I've had the chance to meet amazing people, work with fantastic instructors, be a part of this liberated space, and it's, it's impacted my social life, like, definitely for the better. Um, and, uh, I'm sorry, what was the third part of your question?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just wondering if it, if it has impacted your personal life, like, for the better, yeah. Does your family know where you work?
2: Um, well, my family, my family doesn't live in Toronto, and I mean, I'm a little bit older. Mm -hmm. My parents are a little bit older. We just don't really have those kinds of conversations. Um, We just don't have that type of relationship where we... I don't really talk about my personal life a lot with my parents. That's just just the way it is. Um, I mean, uh, do I think they would like the idea? Probably not. They're pretty old school. Um, But they don't... We don't really talk about my personal life. They know... Like, my mom knows I'm gay. Um... She knows that I'm an event coordinator. She knows I went to school for that. She knows that I love my job. And really, that's all that really we need Here, to talk You went about. to school
0: to become an, an event coordinator?
2: I went to uh, George Brown for event management. Nice. I mean, like those courses will give you the basics and it's a good, it's good to network within the field. But a lot of event coordination is kind of like you're sort of thrown into the trenches. Like you sort of have to, you sort of have to figure it out. There's, you can learn guidelines and like processes of doing things. But, I mean, it's just a matter of being organized and, like, knowing how to hustle and being, you know, a gregarious person.
0: I would I would imagine that you have to be able to adapt very quickly when, when you're yeah. producing something at, at Oasis. I produced one show. Uh, it was a paid show. And that was just insane, like, getting the tickets, getting the mm-hmm. art done, <laughs> selling the tickets. Mm-hmm. Now, on the topic of selling tickets, are, are these events like sex school – Or uh, uh, the Sapphic Aquatica, is there a fee?
2: Nope. Um, Well, sorry. Sapphic Aquatica is $20 a person, so we keep the the pricing gender-free for Sapphic Aquatica. Um, But that includes like any entertainment that I I bring in, the spa facilities. I mean, really, the only thing that you would pay for are are your drinks. Um, Sex School is a feature of uh, Oasis, so... Everything is included in the cost of admission. So uh, women are $20 and couples are 80 So if they, for example, pay to come into Oasis on a Friday night, they can attend sex school. Um, I personally don't do any events at Oasis where there's an extra fee. I don't know of a, a lot of organizers that do. I can maybe think of one or two off the top of my head. But most features at Oasis are free. And, um, yeah, they're included for our guests. We like to think of it as added value. Everything that happens there is, you know, of a sexual nature, um, and we think that that sort of sets us apart from other sex clubs, like in the GTA. I feel like it creates a lot more of a social environment as well, too, um, as opposed to people just sneaking off and having sex, which is perfectly fine. I feel like these workshops and these events and this entertainment really add to the whole experience at Oasis.
0: And it's, it's again, it's a safe place to explore these these uh, new parts of sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. You can go there and be uh, pretty anonymous if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just talk up to everybody. Yep, yep. Uh, Everybody's
2: very open.
0: Very the hot friendly. tub is a very social place. See, I bring, I bring up I hot know you love the hot every tub every day. You won't I want to go to the hot tub. Oh, you, you do, don't you? I, we should wanna go. You know, we should have a, a hot tub here in the studio, But I can just sit in the I hot make tub a mini Oasis. and do. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Because you know the the sound of the jet pool and everything whirling around. That's not going to be a problem to edit out. No. no, you're a good editor. I have I, faith I in you. I am the best, but I still, <laughs> it's a hot tub. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I actually should mention, the too, best. we got our pool renovated, the surface of our pool. Um, so we were renovating that uh, throughout the past couple of days last week, and now it's ready to go, just in time for summer. Beautiful new pool, pool surface. Do you find
1: uh, yourself in competition with the other bathhouses and sex clubs? Or does everyone just kind of get along? Everyone offers different features and different yeah. reasons to go to different
2: yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to answer that question because I, I live in downtown Toronto. The club is in downtown Toronto, and the other clubs—I mean, aside from Wicked, which isn't open any longer—they're um, all in the GTA. So, um, I mean, first of all, like I haven't—I haven't been to them because mm-hmm. um, they're pretty—they're pretty far for me to get to, and yeah, also
0: is in Etobicoke, isn't it?
2: I want to say it's in Mississauga, but yeah,
1: pretty close to the same thing. Sometimes. Yeah, so they're not so they're not located downtown, right? Major... Um, but
2: I mean, as far as I know, I mean we have a good working relationship with them. I think the owners have, have, you know, good, decent relationships with the owners of the other sex clubs. I mean, there's no, there's no drama or anything like that. And as far as the gay bathhouses in the surrounding areas on church street, um, we have a great relationship with them as well. I mean, we sort of have an agreement where we just don't step on each other's toes. We don't really market to gay men because of that. Um, and you know, we, uh, yeah, we feel, we feel welcome there and we have great relationships with our neighbors and we've well, done Club, some Club outreach. 120
0: does a lot of pansexual events as well. Club
2: 120? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah,
2: no, they're great. Um, I have been to Club 120 when it was Good Handies as well. Um, I guess like they all have differences, right? So Good Handies, or uh, sorry, 120. Um, I mean, they don't have spa facilities. They're not open from 11 a.m. till 3 a.m. like Oasis. Yeah. But then they offer, you know, they might have more Tea Girl shows, things like that. So like there's, there's variations I feel between the different, you know, bathhouses or sex clubs in the area, and yeah. I think that's great because that's sort of we all have something that sets us apart, and then we all sort of cater to to who we cater to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Toronto's a big city, and there's room for all of us. I think.
0: I think so. Yeah. I, you know, and, and it's uh, it's different enough. You know, the venues are are very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one twenty is very much a bar.
2: Yeah, that's true. And they have the little the rooms mm. like the it's the like little, a little yeah
0: a little. It's well, like a, I
2: don't even know, it's like a, like it's like a,
0: it's like a it? make <laughs> closet.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like a, yeah, like a closet with no door, which is a great closet. <laughs>
0: it's, for, for anybody who's never played Spin the Bottle, it's basically Spin the Bottle. You know, you go into a closet and make out for a certain amount of time or whatever. That
2: sounds fun. It's I like making out. I've making never played Spin the, the bottle. bottle, I've just, I just heard of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: just like, uh, I had friends that were convinced that uh, truth or dare led to orgies. Where they came from, and I was like, I, I heard like to- similar things about Twister.
2: Oh, we play Naked Twister at the club a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun yeah. feature. People love the Naked Twister. I had to see that. <laughs> yeah, coming.
0: it's great. Is it covered with Jello? Because it's just harder to do that. There's-
2: you know, we've 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 actually tossed around the idea of having like some sort of um,
0: Jello so, wrestling. <laughs>
2: yeah, but maybe not Jello. Like the, we we uh, we hosted, an, a, like a private event where this group brought in. Um, it's called Nuru. Newer body gel, okay, and basically you can you can wrestle with it or something. I don't really understand the concept, but we were thinking about doing something similar. Unfortunately, we don't want to get the, the interior of the club messy, yeah. so it's something we would probably do in our pool deck.
0: Uh, you you don't want to use the, uh, chocolate pudding just because?
2: <laughs> oh, the sugar content just.
0: No, I'm thinking just <laughs> oh, brown bits on your body. You know, right, body, you, know? <laughs> you want to make sure what's edible and what's not. Yeah. It's... See, I Talk about pudding too. Joke. It's just
2: like it has milk in it, and so it's like once it no, no. There's so, certain things that taste good when,
0: but then when they <laughs> sit on in your body, quantities. no. <laughs>
2: no.
0: I, I tried Nutella on a girl's nipples once, and Ooh. took me like an hour to lick it off.
2: Wow. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So, like, how did you get involved with Oasis? Uh, was there an ad in the paper one day? No. Did you see a flyer and you took down the number?
2: No. Um, so like I said, I went to school for event management and I, I realized that was my calling. I, I love producing events. I'm, I'm a creative person, but I'm also like, uh, l- for the most part, pretty anal <laughs> with details. So I figured this was my, um, this was my calling. But I also wanted to work in a place that was conducive to the way that I live my life. I wanted to work for in an environment that was liberated, that was judgment-free, um, that was unique. I just didn't see myself, you know, producing conferences or, or necessarily corporate events. I mean, there's definitely some value to that, but that's just not, not, wasn't my vision at the time. Um, and so honestly, I just, uh, I kind of thought about where I wanted to put my skills, and uh, I actually had visited Oasis uh, a couple times before, and I really loved the environment. I thought it was such a cool space. And I kind of thought, huh, I wonder if I could do some events here. And I basically just emailed um, info at com, and sent them my resume, and I sort of gave them a little bit of a history of myself, my experiences, um, and it kind of went from there. And so how I started was doing sapphic Aquatica, and then... Um, I sort of grew with the club, Uh, I took on a couple more events, um, sort of found my niche there, took on some more responsibilities, so I just sort
0: of grew with the club. That's awesome. Yeah. What was the first room you ever fooled around in?
2: Um, I want to say it was the Shaggin' Wagon.
0: Awesome! I High know. five. Shaggin' wagon so was porn. my first too.
2: It's not the, it's not a comfortable room because of all that astroturf, but um, it has like this cool like seventies porn feel to it. That's yeah. completely
0: like sixties love like child. Shaggin' wagon.
2: Yeah, it's
0: it's the back half. I, I think of a VW microbus. I don't know what kind of van it is. It's the back half, and they have the the bedding inside there and stirrups, you know, handles, whatever you want to call they don't them. They have stirrups in there. <laughs> There's handles. Like you is know. there handles in there? I'm pretty sure.
2: There should if be, I remember correctly. there should be stirrups. Uh,
0: and yeah, so that was the, the first room I fooled around in. Cool. It's my first time there. Uh, I made my partner, like, right, and I set out to do this, uh, made my partner come in each room.
2: Wow. Cool. Just as kind nice. of a hello. Yeah.
0: Find out um, which one we like fooling around in the best.
2: My favorite room I have to say right now though is the red room. So that room is a long, it's like a it's like a cushioned room, so it's it's just red and plush, and it's really long and high. You have to sort of see the room to understand what I mean, because it's an old building. But this room, you can close it with the curtains, but on the one side is a mirror. On the other side is, you can look inside, so it's a two-way mirror.
1: Um, are rooms intended for, uh, like, a single party or single use, or are they shared amongst groups?
2: It's kind of your own preference. I mean, I've seen groups of people in the rooms. I've seen groups of people fooling around with each other. I've seen groups of people, like, with their own partners. So, you know, like a couple here, a couple there, a couple here. Um, they're not – you can't really go into a room and just expect it to be yours. It's it's an open concept. Um, I would say semi-private is a good way to to explain it. Um and but there is a private room. There is one private room on the fourth floor. Um, so at the very top of the club, there is one private room, and you can close the door, and you can you can be with, you know, you can be by yourself, you can be with a group, couple, whatever. Um, but, uh, I mean, the idea is that, I think, is that, you know, sexuality is very open at Oasis. And so if you're going there with the expectation of wanting to hide out and be by yourself... I mean, there's so many, like, I mean, you could go to a hotel, you can stay home. I mean, it's the idea that, you know, it's just a very liberated space. Um, But, you know, having said that, some people do maybe want to go to the private room first, get comfortable, then maybe hit the other rooms.
0: Or stay clothed in the bar.
2: Yeah, or stay clothed in the bar or go swimming in the pool. I mean, it's very, it's very loose there. I mean... You know, we do have some guidelines as far as like respect and boundaries and we, we're very strict with those. But right, I mean but most of
0: those are, are common sense, yeah, aren't they?
2: They are common sense. Well
0: Ask I think once. So. <laughs> if they say no, fuck off.
2: Yeah. Basically, well the rule is um, ask once, don't ask twice. So if somebody approaches you and you say no, they're not supposed to approach you again. Another rule that we have is no asking or sorry, no touching without asking. Um And actually, uh, the fourth Wednesday of every month, I I host um, this workshop called The Right Approach. And so what that is, is sort of an introduction to bathhouse etiquette at Oasis. So we sort of do it as a very kind of fun, lighthearted series of skits. And so we sort of illustrate, uh, you know, the wrong way to approach somebody and then the right way to approach somebody. So we we touch on the very basic things like um, how to, like how to approach, maybe you see a, a couple playing, how to watch them in a respectful distance what that looks like versus you know the wrong way to do it um, we talk about things like you know how to um, how to approach somebody at the bar how to sort of manage your expectations when you come to oasis because Wednesdays, single men are allowed to come. Yep. And so, I mean, I can only imagine how intimidating or overwhelming it can be for somebody who's just never seen something like that before. And sometimes, you know, maybe common sense goes out the window because you're just like over your senses or overwhelmed. But you also have to remember that Oasis is also a social environment, just like a bar, just like a club. So you just kind of have to understand that, you know, there's a person mm-hmm. behind that naked body and you have to talk to them on a human level, you know, introduce yourself, buy them a drink, have some tea. That's t-tot.
0: where I lose out. That's that's where I, I, I just
2: Finally figured it apart. out, eh? You know,
0: treat them uh. on, on a human level. <laughs>
2: you know.
0: Even though they're people. Yeah. People I treat with less human emotions than, say, cats. Cats are awesome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't have any cats at the club, though.
0: Dogs are better. No, I'm a this, cat person. No, no. So you would not, would you or would you not allow a seeing eye dog to go to Oasis?
2: Interesting question. Um, Is a seeing
1: eye dog trained to ask first? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least if the eye dog is asking on behalf of the of the person. Uh, you know
2: what? Yeah, maybe like a paw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would we? You know what? That's a really good question. I mean,
0: one bark for doer, three barks for fugly. That's...
2: I feel. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Like, if obviously if you're asking me as yes, that as a serious question, I I would probably say no okay (laughs) i would you know what i would i'm gonna i'm gonna answer it i'm gonna say yes because we do want oasis to be as inclusive as we can and if somebody is blind and they have a seeing eye dog and they want to come to the club i don't you know part of me wants to say that we would allow that i mean i don't know what what the the hygiene reasons would be behind that like i you know i'm not going to say it's allowed i'm just going to say it would be nice to to know that 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 pe- anybody can come to the food club, I guess. <laughs> I'm
0: it, it's it's important to make that place <laughs> uh, uh, accessible for differently abled people.
2: That's right, yeah.
0: You know, like you should have a staff member just on hand to carry around like Andre Aruda or, or anyone else of his stature, just throughout the bar, wherever. Yeah. It's Andre Arruda is what, three foot if four? If you know Vern
1: Troyer, you're in the same ballpark. Basically. Okay. You know who no. Vern Troyer is? <laughs> No. Mini, me.
2: Oh, okay. I see. I see. See, the only thing about Oasis is that unfortunately we don't have. Um, it's not wheelchair accessible. We don't have elevators. We only have stairs, and we have a lot of stairs. A lot um, of stairs. There's been a lot of debate about this, and really it comes down to the fact that uh, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a 19th century historical building. So
0: gorgeous building.
2: It's a gorgeous building, and we unfortunately we couldn't make changes to it even if we wanted to, and even if we did, it would be like
1: uber crazy expensive.
2: expensive. Yeah. And so it's just you know, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. But you know, we do we do what we can and we do our best to make the environment as inclusive and as comfortable as we can.
0: They even let guys dance on the stripper pole. Oh yeah,
2: Anybody? I know this
0: because I was in a competition where I danced on the stripper pole.
2: So you have to come out tonight for late latex and laced my event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just plugging it, um, just, and you wait, can dance uh, on the stripper pole.
0: Do you ever have leather events? Because I love yeah, leather. I have um, a ton of leather.
2: Yeah, we do. I mean, I had I did an event last year with in conjunction with Toronto Leather Pride and it was actually for um like uh the leather dyke community within Toronto Leather Pride. Um that was sort of a separate outside event. Um, we do, I mean, as far as fetish goes, we do have Fetish Fridays. It's the third Friday of every month. Um, we have Genesis, which is the third Sunday of every month. Third Sunday.
0: I've heard of Genesis. Oh,
2: Genesis parties! I've never been, but they are apparently are crazy and they're I've super busy. I've seen them all
0: over Fat Life. So,
2: are you on Fat Life?
0: I'm on Fat Life. Oh,
2: okay, what's your name on Fat Life?
0: Fat Charlie. Fat Charlie. I'm
2: Sapphic Puss.
1: <laughs> and Joe's not on it yet. Pardon? Joe is not uh-uh. on it yet. That's, what uh, would your
2: name be on on Fat Life if you could? Probably put it in. the
1: same name that I use for all my online persona, Tiny Enemy Shrimp.
2: Tiny em- Enemy Shrimp, cool. That's for that, Fat or Life.
1: maybe Joe Dozer, one of those two.
2: Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, Genesis parties are crazy. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's leather components within those events, um, but I mean, it's definitely something you can consider.
1: What's um What's your take on? different events and conventions like sexapalooza or the everything to do with sex show do you feel like those are more informative than they are profitable or do they feel just like any other convention where people are coming to either spend and slash or make money
2: well i have to think about that for a second we actually participate in uh the everything to do a sex show we participate in sexapalooza um there's another one that we've done we've done a few the women's show wasn't really our demographic um And so, you know, we have a relationship with those organizers. You have to look at it, I guess, from a trade show standpoint, which is vendors coming to show off their product, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, they want consumers to buy or at least be aware of those products, regardless if it's sex, kitchenware, whatever. However, um, I mean, I feel like something like the everything to do with sex show, um, and I say this because I know the organizer, um, really strives to include vendors and educators that have a really interesting and unique unique perspective on, um, on sexuality. So, I mean, even just coming to one of those trade shows, um, just to look around, like there's so many interesting things to see. So I guess from a consumer standpoint, I mean, I mean, there's lots of things to see. There's lots of things to learn. Obviously you can buy products. And a lot of
0: the products that they do sell it, like let's say the everything about sex show Mm -hmm. are things that aren't necessarily readily available. That's right. Uh, in yep. the city.
2: Yeah, that's very true. You know, true.
0: if you want to get a Sibian, yep. you need to either order it online or yep. go to everything about sex shows.
2: Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, and, the, you know, there's also entertainment. And a lot of the vendors that go to those shows go to all of them. So you kind of get to know, like Oasis as as an exhibitor, like we get to know and build relationships with other vendors. So it's not necessarily competition. It's actually a good networking opportunity for us with consumers but also with other vendors so i mean we we enjoy doing it we have um we've sort of built up our booth too um i think when i started with the club it was a little bit it was a little bit more it was a little simpler but now we have um we have a portable hot tub we have a bed that we bring into our display we have a calendar of events so people can like readily see what the club offers um so it's really grown and they're they're fun it's great to talk to people and connect with people and tell people about the club
0: Along the same vein as as what Joe had brought up about uh, commercializing these events, do you find that Pride, uh, the Gay Pride Week, has has been commercialized? Like, during Gay Pride, like the actual day, there are so many booths now, not just for uh, uh, fringe fetishes or stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but... AT&T or whatever it was, Mm. you know, cellular companies trying to sell you stuff on Pride Day and just things
1: that really... Have
2: nothing to do with being gay. Have nothing to do
1: (laughs) with being gay or... I work in a watch store and we're planning on doing something for Pride.
2: Well, you know what? I mean, that's just the nature of something becoming so massive and and such a huge party. I mean, that's just going to happen. I mean... Like yeah, it's definitely in a different direction than it was, and and pride like the needs of pride are different than they used to be, but you can't. I don't think you can really stop that. And at the end of the day, I mean, so what?
0: Yeah, well, you know I what mean, mean? I like, mean, so
2: what? It's, it's still a great party. It's still a great it, chance for. It's people a great to, party, but you know,
0: do you find that it's it's lost something? Because I mean, originally it started as as right. a protest and march against the bathhouse yes. raids. Yeah. And so it was very, very serious. It was all about look at us.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. We're your
0: neighbors, your brothers, your sisters, your family, your your teachers, your doctors, and now it's become.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, at the risk of getting hate mail, it's it's more or less become a a a giant party like a, a circus yeah. almost. You know, well, you have yeah. these huge floats with music and and yep. you know.
1: Well, I mean, it, it comes across as a celebration, uh, uh, but partially a celebration of what you know these previous generations went yeah. through to get to that point. But it's not like you know, at some point, Remembrance Day is going to turn into a huge party, right? Once all the World War Two veterans, you know, people sacrifice something there too, yeah. And we and we remember that and we respect that. Yeah. So, is the question maybe does it feel less respectful now that it's got a huge or ind- less well, industry informative to it?
2: I mean, okay, I, I might I might that might seem perhaps a little bit less informative and there might be, there should be maybe a little bit more focus on present struggles. Um, But at the same time, it is a celebration of love. It is a celebration of identity and, um, you know, diversity within the LGBTQ community. Um, So I think that there is room for awareness, information, but also festivities. I mean, I am kind of of the school of, uh, you know, like, how do you say this? There's a there's a way to say it. Like sweetening your medicine with honey, Yeah, I guess, is a good way to put it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that there's room for all of that. I mean, and you can look at Pride and you can see all of the, you know, the corporate involvement, but then you can look at other parts of Pride that are a little bit more towards the activist side of things. I mean, that is there. And yeah. there are there are events and there are workshops and there are things that happen during that week that if you're looking for that, you will find it. It's not lost. It's just that the focus in the media, of course, are going to focus on the AT&Ts. They're going to focus on the, you know, all the big stuff. But you know, if you really are concerned, then you'll find it.
0: Do you think that Rob Ford should have gone to the Pride Parade? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next topic.
0: <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean,
2: I, I don't it, care if he's is, there or not. Let,
1: no, no, okay. I, is I, your, I'm, your, I'm sorry, you,
0: I'm you guys can talk that.
2: about it. I just wouldn't care.
0: Either I'm just, way. I'm, I'm just so saying. Sad. Is your <laughs> Is your apprehension or, or dislike of Rob Ford, is it due to him being homophobic or you being intelligent?
2: Uh, I think it's probably both. But also, I mean, I'm just tired of, I'm tired of talking about him. The sad thing about Rob Ford is that, like, you know, if we get down to brass tacks, like, he's an addict and he's in rehab. And that's very sad.
0: It is. That's and I, I don't think people... he ever really wanted to be mayor. I think it was something that his brother told
1: him to do.
2: Maybe. I mean, I guess I feel like the I think whole... he's a
1: shill. He was put in to distract us from larger problems. No, yeah.
0: yeah. I like his sparsity. Really
1: kidding.
2: Yeah, I could, I could, you know, I could buy that. I mean, I just feel like there's so much talk about him and his problems and all this hoopla, la, and like, you know, it's just like, like I'm over it. You know what I mean? And I, I really, and I don't, I don't care if he's at Pride or not. I mean, I'm not going to miss him. So no. whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it, it's not like, you know, during the during the. Presidential elections, where you're only going to have two terms. Mm-hmm. We, 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 who, what's the name of the mayor, Mississauga? Hazel, Hazel McCallum. Right. She's been the mayor for how long? Yeah. Um, we find a mayor that does for this city what we need from them, then we'll that mayor can be there for a long time. Yep. I mean,
0: Hazel has been, been mayor over. of Mississauga, I think, for 130 years.
1: Something. Along Something like the that. Yeah.
0: Been sounds crazy. crazy. She's vicious, man. I, I kind of like
2: that. <laughs> I have to say, I like a, well, and, I and like an aggressive woman. <laughs> the funny thing, bring
0: it back to Ford. People that were in his, his constituency loved him because if, let's say, there's a power line down and they had to get there to, to put up a new tower, he was there with them mm-hmm. the moment they got there. Mm-hmm. He, he was waiting for them. So I think, like, I understand how people in his constituency can like him. Yeah. Because he put them first.
2: Right, right.
0: But once, I, f- I feel once he became mayor, he should have put the city first yeah. and not just his narrow-minded constituency.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But
0: yes, yeah, it is unfortunate that he's an addict because yeah. uh, uh, myself being a, a former addict, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to stay clean. Yeah. And it's it's hard to to improve on your life.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the ridicule
1: doesn't help.
0: No, Yeah. I think it's I think it's an easy he's an easy target now, you know, and I think it's hack to do fat jokes about him. I think fat jokes are hack anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's uh. It's just too bad he's he's such a, a hateful person.
1: Eli, I'm gonna make a proposal to you. Let's do one solid Rob Ford debate episode, get all our Rob Ford (laughs) energy out in one episode, and then not deal with it anymore.
0: And should we invite Rob Ford to be
1: on it? Yes, I think we should. We can call him. He'll call back. True story. We called him at our work just to see if he'd do it. A week later, he called back. No way. He's like, hey, is everything okay over there? He's like, yeah, we're fine. He's like, okay, cool. And then he he hung up. Okay.
2: It's kind of like – it sounds like your dad checking up on you when you're having a house Rob party. Is everything reminds okay? Me more a more lot of
1: my dad. Uh, not to the same level of you know, criminal behavior. Right. But, <laughs> a lot enough. of that same drunken buffoonery. That's <laughs> <It laughs> such
2: a fun dad. word, buffoonery. That's it's, a great word it's to a describe, describe word. the Rob Ford shenanigans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans is <another> yeah. <laughs> good
0: one. So getting back to to Oasis, um. What what sets Oasis apart from other sex clubs, other than the socialization aspect?
2: Um, well, we are open from eleven a.m. until three a.m., so we're open all day, all night, with the exception of being Tuesday, where we have maintenance during the day. Um, we're open at night still, so that's one thing. Because we're op- you know, you can you can be out by the pool, you can catch some rays, you know, be outside, relax, um, and that is unlike other sex clubs in the city.
0: Do other sex clubs do the workshops and, and educational events? That Oasis does? I would
2: say, okay, I'm going to say not necessarily the educational elements or, like, the workshops. I mean, yeah, like, from what I've seen on websites, um, because I do sort of check to see what's what's going on, um, there are other, they, you know, sex clubs have theme nights. Um, what they're like, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Um, we also have a lot of burlesque performances at Oasis. We have um, uh, one of the, the marketing coordinators... Uh, her name is Fiona Flauntet. That's her stage name. Um, she puts on, um, she sort of organizes burlesque. We have like, we have great entertainment. Um, we have boylesque performers come in, which is, as you know, like maybe the, the male version of burlesque. Um, and I don't know of any clubs that, sex clubs that do that. So I feel like no, we definitely have like place, a unique vision when it comes to our entertainment.
0: Yeah. The only place I, I know that does male stripping in the downtown core is, is uh, Remington's. Flash does too. I don't know where Flash is.
2: Oh, Flash is on church. I was just there actually on Friday. Well, I was above Flash. How and then... new is
0: it? Must Pardon be me? really new.
2: Pardon?
0: My Flash must be really new.
2: Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it's, it doesn't feel that new to me because I feel like I've always sort of seen the sign there, but this is probably in the last like five years. So yeah. But yeah, um, Flash does that. And actually I, I, I went to uh, a bar above it called Exotica because one of my friends was doing a party there and, um. The way the structure is, you can look down and you can see flash, like through the windows. So you see the the yeah. bottom bar, and yeah, there's a guy on the pole just shimmying. That's cool. Stuff, yeah.
0: I've uh, I haven't gone drinking on Church Street for a while.
2: Mm.
0: Has some good memories of it though.
2: Yeah,
1: so cool. uh, So I have a question about. Say someone who's coming for the first time. Mm-hmm. What are some maybe maybe it might not be common sense to everyone. Uh, so what are some do's and don'ts that uh, a first timer wants to avoid or or do? Okay. Uh, when they arrive, the attitude and like the approaching.
2: Right, right. Um, okay. Well, I guess one of the more like the more sort of concrete ones are uh, first of all we don't allow sex in the hot tub. So you can have sex where anywhere you want in the club anywhere, except for the hot tub. Um, I figured.
1: What about the staircases too? Isn't that yep? I've hazarded? had sex on the staircases. Okay. Yep,
2: yep. Like anywhere in the club. <laughs> um, I guess the thing is to uh, you know clean up after yourself. We we do have people that clean the club all they're there all day, all night. But you know, tidy up your mess. Um, no glassware outside by the pool or by the hot tub. I do believe we do not have glassware any longer though. So, I so don't think that's an issue. Um, again, no. Um, ask once, don't ask twice. Um, no touching without asking, we don't allow photography or, uh, videotaping there with the exception of some of the marketing staff, like myself, uh, we will take pictures at events with the permission of the people that we're taking pictures of and in designated areas, but that's sort of designated to staff. Um, I guess like basic general rules of consent, you know, I mean, it's hard. It's, it does sort of seem like common sense to me, but I'm trying to imagine it from the person that's new. Um,
0: Well, there's so many rules within the the swinging community. mm -hmm. Uh, I learned recently that normally, uh, if there's two couples wanting to play with each other, uh, the women do the Mm -hmm. organizing of that coupling.
2: See, um, well, Oasis isn't just a... Well, Oasis isn't a swingers club. It's like a social... It's like a, a sex water themed sex club. However, swingers do go. I personally am not a swinger, so I don't know how that's negotiated, but a good thing to mention though is, uh, negotiating play, right? So, I mean, again, it might seem like common sense, but if you want to play with somebody, there's a way to negotiate that. And that can be, um, sort of specific to the relationship you have with the person. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's various ways that you can go about doing it. I guess that, that could be one way where the women do the negotiating. Um, if it's a for example a BDSM relationship, I'm assuming the Dom would do the negotiating. So, you know, there's I think there's variations on that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's uh
2: I
1: can kind of but, see the Dom sending the sub to do the dirty work. Go, I go
2: guess it's whatever him. the Dom decides. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> like exactly. walking up to a woman and saying, Hey nice shoes, wanna fuck? Yeah. That's probably not the best Well, approach.
2: I mean, you know, it's just does that, like, I mean, I mean is there, is does that there work for in, anybody? Is there a like, game
1: involved? Is it like a bar where you're trying to sort of play with the person until, mm-hmm. you know, th- they have that agreement? Right. Th- yeah. Or is it more straightforward or can you be just be open about your intentions?
2: I mean, yeah, of course you can be open about your intentions. It's just about, I guess it's more about the approach. So there's a respectful way to ask a question and there's a non, like a, a, a wrong way to do that. So nice shoes want to fuck is not cool. Um, (laughs) Hey, you've got really pretty shoes. I was wondering if you want to go upstairs with me. That sounds better. You know, it's just like, like, think about how you would talk to a stranger in any other environment. I mean, there's manners and basic, you know, ways that you, you talk to somebody. I mean, the thing is like, we, I feel like sometimes there's this misunderstanding that like, when you talk about sex, when you approach somebody about sex, it's gotta be dirty and nasty and it's gotta be, you know, but it doesn't have to be, it can be, it's very natural and it can be very, it can come across very respectful and then it can get dirty once that comfort has been established. Right. Like, like, it's okay. Like you don't have to be sneaky about wanting to have sex at a oasis, oasis. You can be comfortable about it, and there's like a way to approach that that makes everybody feel comfortable. I think.
0: Very interesting. Yeah. I need to go to more workshops. You got to come to the right approach. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go to more workshops about pickup lines and stuff.
2: Um. Okay. Well, we do have one um, feature at the club. It's the first Thursday and this third Thursday of every month, and it's called First Taste, and it's hosted by Miss Kitty. And it's for couples um, that are new to the lifestyle or new to Oasis. And so it's a guided tour of the space. Um, and they answer questions and they they talk about uh, – it's Kitty and another host and they talk about their experiences. So that's a great thing to to check out. Um, and it's, yeah, like I said, the first and third Thursday. Um, and also sort of with the price structuring, um, if, you, if you visit the club and you decide, you know what, maybe it's not for you, there's a discounted rate and it's just for the tour. And if you decide you want to stay – you know, you pay the remainder. So they sort of make it comfortable in that sense that you can check it out and you can answer questions and check out what the space is like. Um, I do, like I said, the Right Approach, which is the fourth Wednesday of the month. I mean, that's pretty lighthearted and it's fun. I mean, we try to definitely get across, you know, the points about there's certain things that you should just obviously not do. Um, And the Right Approach is fun because, like, it's done during Hot Springs and that's such a social environment anyway. So if you're new and you come to this, chances are you might meet other new people, and it's just – it's a lot more of a social environment that, say, the Thursday is. The Thursday is a little bit more – It's well, it's geared towards women and couples specifically as opposed to just, like, the general public. Um, another thing I could probably suggest is going to YouTube and checking out our, our video because we give a guided tour of Oasis. Oh, really? Yeah. We did this wow. video last summer. It's amazing because it really shows – like, it shows the interior of the club. Um, it shows what the rooms look like. Um you know uh, the features that we have, and I think that that really sort of helped to clarify what Oasis was like because until then we didn't really have anything. It's just like these doors, and you don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you can't really see what's happening from the outside. But yeah, I would definitely check out the YouTube video for sure.
0: Excellent. Let's let's talk about pricing for a minute because mm-hmm. you have uh, membership packages, mm-hmm. and there's a one shot. Sorry, but you can say one shot. One <laughs> shot um, pricing. Mm-hmm. And oh, depending,
1: on on nights, <laughs> <laughs> depending on different
0: nights, depending on different nights, men are welcome, mm-hmm. and there are other events where men are not welcome.
2: Right. So, yeah, I mean, we do have there is some some variation in the pricing. So basically, the club is uh, exclusive to women and male female couples from Thursday to Sunday afternoon. Um, that's our that's our core members. That's how the club. I mean, that's what what has built the club, and so we we're, we really want to, you know, make our core members feel comfortable and they come for, you know, relationship and, you know, intimacy enhancement and, you know, with our partner, um, uh, Tuesdays, um, and Wednesdays, Tuesdays, uh, single, single men are allowed to come and couples and, and women are free. Uh, Tuesday events are a little bit more on the more, I guess, hardcore side of things. So things like DTF, which happens on the first Tuesday of every month, that is a very explicit sexual night, right? Yeah. So it's about it's about down to fuck. That's what it's about. Um, so, so yeah, single men are allowed to come. Um, do you want me to tell you the pricing? Yeah, yeah. yeah 50, 50 for couples, 50 for single men and women are free. Um, most Tuesday events allow single men, couples, and women. Um, I think there's maybe the one, like, occasionally there might be a private event booked, but for the most part, Tuesdays allow... Um, Wednesdays, uh, same idea. Single men are 50, couples are 50, women are free. Mo- uh, Mondays we have SAS after class. So, uh, that is a, a day night, uh, sort of aimed towards people that are 35 years and younger. So it's a student, it's a student night. Um, we've recently changed it so that, uh, like Couples can come to student night between 11 and, and 7, and they don't have to adhere to the age guidelines. But, yeah, afterwards, definitely. It's for people under 35. Um, and the pricing is a little bit less. Uh, women are $5. Men with student ID are $20. Men with, without student ID are $50. Um, general pricing for Oasis, for the, the nights that are for women and couples, are uh, couples are 80 Women are $20. Um, staycation Sundays, which are the uh, afternoon... Um, Sundays, uh, couples are 50, women are 20. And like I said, Sapphic Aquatica is $20. Um, I am doing a- an event tonight called Latex and Laced. And it's, I'm calling it a pansexual fashion affair. All genders, orientations, sexualities are welcome. And there's actually one gender-free price of $30. So uh, I, I actually would like to do a little bit more pansexual events. Um, I like the idea of inclusivity and I like the idea of gender pricing. And I also like the idea of having like a really fun, queer, crazy party. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a party girl. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I like my events to be like crazy and creative and fun and... Um, and, you know, as a queer woman, like, I definitely like to reach out to my community. So, um, so those events, if when I do them, if I do more, will be gender-free pricing. But again, you know, we sort of have to, we have to fit that into the calendar because we have, we cater to a lot of different kinds of people at Oasis. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, um, there's certain days where we can do certain events and there's certain days where, you know, we, we aim events at our members and we're actually having a, a, a customer appreciation night for our members, to Oasis so people that are like card holding members um, and that's on the 29th of May and that will sort of be a very sort of special VIP night for them we'll have a section blocked off we'll have hors d'oeuvres maybe some entertainment because we really want to appreciate the people that really have built Oasis as well
0: Out of curiosity because all your staff are very good looking <laughs> is that by accident or by design
2: well, I mean, if you think about it, there's so many different kinds of staff there, and they're all beautiful. So what does that tell you? Right?
0: So it's by design.
2: Well, no, I mean, it's just that the fact that there's so many different kinds of good-looking people in the world. <laughs> oh, there definitely are. There definitely you know? are. It's, it's, uh... I mean, if you think about our staff, I mean, nobody really looks the same. I mean, no. there happens to be a lot of dark-haired women at Oasis, and I'm one of them. But other than that, I mean, there's people that are completely tatted from head to toe, I mean, there's people that don't have any tattoos. There's, like, there's, all there's kinds of a, people there. There's a red-headed lady on staff.
0: Penny, I think. Penny. Yep. Uh, Miranda's blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another lady has has, uh, like, pink and black braids in her hair.
2: Yeah, there's Kara and, Kara and Bianca, and they both have, like, d- different sort of dread.
0: Yeah, yeah. Things.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's
0: not a lot. Of, just, there's differences. Yeah, not all I guess all the, women.
2: all the people in the marketing team, which is sort of my department, we all have dark hair. It's funny. That's right. That you,
0: Miss Kitty, and
2: myself, uh, myself Fiona Flantet. Uh, that's not her real name. I just I don't know. Yeah. So I'll just stick with Fiona Flantet. Uh, there's another um, person on the team. Uh, she goes by Bijou, and she hosts DTF. Um, yeah. So we all have dark hair. That's, that's just funny. funny. And I think that's just coincidence. Although dark-haired girls rule my opinion, (laughs) my personal opinion.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you Fatima, for coming out to to talk with us. And if you ever want to come back and talk about some new events that you're, you're working on, we'd love to have you.
2: I would love to come back. Thank you so much.
0: Folks, Mm -hmm. if you can check out Oasis Aqua Lounge, I love the place. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, other than the fact that they won't let me drink in the hot tub. There I go again, bringing up. You can bring a drink tub. in
1: a plastic tub. You can't tub. drink the hot tub.
2: You don't want to drink the hot You, you don't it.
0: want to drink the hot no. tub. That's. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> no.
2: it's,
0: it's a hot tub. Oh, so good. And one day we'll even get the producer, Joe, yeah, we'll down see. there.
2: Come on, Hot Springs, Joe. We'll see about that. Giant pool party. Don't want to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so shy. <laughs>
0: Join us in two weeks when our next guest will be Admiral Crumple. He's an underground hip-hop artist and a lot of fun to talk to. Wednesday, June 18th, Oasis is holding a charity car wash uh, from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. to help try and fund a film called My Friend Tommy. They're going to be $10 per car on uh, Mutual Street, just south of Palm See you there.